stocks, bonds, ETFs, straight out of downtown Chicago. This is Zach's Market Edge. Welcome to Zach's Market Edge, the podcast about investing in your life. I'm your host, Tracy Reinick, and this week I'm going solo again to talk about how small investments can turn into big ones if you just stick with it. So I often meet people who tell me they'd like to buy stocks, but they just don't have enough money. Um, Understandable, right? You just don't have much left over at the end of the month. And then there was the old belief that you needed, you know, $5,000 or $10,000 to start an investment account. And who has that sitting around? Not many people either. But in the last few years, many people have discovered these investing apps that have made it much more easy to do kind of smaller amount investing is what I call it. And the one that most people discovered, certainly during the pandemic years, was the Robinhood app. And that allowed you to start trading stocks with very small amounts, like basically you just could set up the account and start trading. Didn't need $1,000 or $5,000 or any of that stuff, which was the old way of investing. But I was at a summer barbecue this weekend and I was talking about the stock market with one of my friends who was there, which actually isn't that common of a topic. So that was interesting unto itself. Uh, But it wasn't all doom and gloom either, which was also interesting given that I'm recording this in August 2020 and the stock market remains down for the year, but off of its summer lows. So it's not as bad as it was a couple months ago. So maybe that's why it wasn't all doom and gloom. But my friend started talking about it and revealed that he had an Acorns account. And I heard the word acorns and I was like trying to think like acorns, what is that? I I know I know the word, but he just said it so quickly. It wasn't really computing in my mind. Acorns, acorns. I stopped, had to stop to think. What was that? Because it's been a while since anyone has mentioned it to me or that I've talked about it with anyone. I actually have done podcasts on Acorn and Robin Hood way back in the day, I want to say five years ago, maybe even more than five years ago in some of my earliest podcasts. And I used to have various people on here at Zach's who had Acorn accounts or Robinhood accounts, or I would have the summer interns that we used to have at Zach's on the podcast and ask them if they had any of these accounts. Many times they didn't, but that was five years ago. So they probably would now. Um, And that was the last time I really talked about Acorns and I've kind of forgotten about it. For those of you who don't know what Acorns is, it is an app, as I mentioned earlier. You can go check it out on your phone. You can download it from the app store and it's just Acorns, A-C-O-R-N-S. And that is like an acorn, a nut, um, the, the nut. And I always thought that they named it this because, you know, squirrels, they gather up the acorns and then kind of they hide them away for the winter, right? That's how I always think of acorns. So that's kind of what acorns does. You can go to acorns.com to actually see more of what they do. But their tagline is acorns helps you save and invest, invest, spare change, bank smarter and earn bonus investments. So they now have two different types of accounts because I had to go in and and look and kind of see what was going on now with Acorns because it has been a while. 
And their first one is a personal account. That's just like one person want to do it. It's $3 per month. Then they have these family accounts. Those are $5 per month. And the family allows you to add your children on there to start kid investment accounts. So that's kind of a cool thing. And the personal one includes both um, the spare change type in, of investing. If you want to open up an account like that, it also has like a checking account with it. And then it has what they call Acorns Later, which is the retirement accounts. So that's what I kind of like that they've added the Roth the traditional IRA and the SEP IRA accounts to the Acorns now. And so you can do some of these little accounts, um, you know, that you don't need to go and go to, you know, Morgan Stanley or something to set these up anymore. You can do it on your phone app like this through Acorns. So what is the spare change component for Acorns? I think that's the area that has always attracted people to one of these accounts. And they call it the roundups. And what that is, is that it automatically invests your spare change into a diversified ETF portfolio. And what that means is that you link your credit or debit cards to the Acorns account and then it automatically rounds up based on what you tell it to round up from your everyday purchases. So it's not going to round up if you charge your vacation to Mexico or Florida on it, but it will round up if you fill up your gas, gas tank. So say you fill it up and it comes out to be, you know, 35, 35 it will round up based on what you tell it to do up to $5. So if you do the maximum $5, it'll round that 3535 up to 4035 will show up on your credit card bill and $5 will go to your Acorn account. Or you can simply round up the spare change, which is what a lot of people do because that can add up too. And so the 3535 would round up to the next, you know, whole number, which would be $34. So you're only getting some spare change there. But depending on how many everyday purchases you you use, it it depends on how much it will add up, right? You know, if you only fill up your car once every two weeks, well, that that spare change isn't going to do much for you. It's only going to be a couple of dollars, right? But if you're doing it every couple of days or you have a, a Starbucks um, purchase every day where you're rounding up, then it really starts to add up. You can also do in the kind of roundup section, a reoccurring investment. And that is not the roundup. That's just where you're telling it, hey, I want to do $5 a day every day. And it'll just go into your account that you link and take out the $5 and put it into your Acorns account and into your diversified ETF portfolio. So you could do it by the day, you can do weekly, you can do monthly. Um, so they have quite a variety of ways you can do the reoccurring investment. And these are also... Uh, you know, kept kind of small because again, you don't really notice it. You might not even notice $5 a day, depending, you know, if it's just coming 
out of your account every day, what's $5? You might not notice it. You certainly may not notice if it's weekly, right? But that would be, you know, about $20 a month coming out of there. So I took a look at what the ETFs are. They have just basic core portfolios with the basic ETFs. So they had a list of, you know, what the ETFs are. So you could look at the prospectuses and and see what it is they're putting the money in. And I took a look at some of the basic ETFs in there too, because there's nothing wrong with the basics. This is just stock investing. They're just like the big indexes, but that's what we call passive investing. And you're just, since most people can't beat the index, why not just own the index? And it's easy for something like this because you're not thinking, oh, they have an earnings call coming up and it may drop 20%. Maybe I should buy some before or wait until after or, you know, oh, they just lost their CEO. All of that stuff is not really going on with these basic indexes because they own a wide variety of stocks in them. And so you're only more concerned with the overall market. So the first one that's on the list is the big kahuna, the one that most of us own already, the Vanguard uh, S&P 500 index ETF. It's ticker VOO, V as in Victor, OO. And I own it in my own personal uh, portfolio. As I said, many of you own it and we own it because the expense ratio is just 0.03%. Very cheap expense ratios at the Vanguard funds. That's why many of us like them. Some of their competitors have now brought those fees on their funds down very low as well. So because they got to compete, but Vanguard, it's just been easy. And that is the one that Acorns uses for their uh, S&P 500 index fund. It's the VOO. Now, year to date, it's down 12.4%. But if you're using Acorns and you're putting it in there every day, week, or month, depending on what you're choosing, and if you're doing this reoccurring investment with them, then you are hopefully dollar cost averaging. And so that should help you on these times when it's down like it is right now. Um, over the last five years, though, the return is 12.8%. So it's been a very nice five-year run. If you can get 12.8%, you know, every year for a couple decades there, you are doing very well for yourself. So that is above the average over the last several decades, however, the 12.8%. But um, we are in this kind of bullish market, so it's been a good run here. The yield on VOO is 1.6% right now. So you do get a dividend if you own it on your own, or it goes into these ETFs where I'm presuming they um, automatically like reinvest any kind of dividends. Uh, okay. So that's just the first major one I saw on there. Uh, the second one they own at the total international stock ETF. And that one is iShares, iShares Core Total International Stock ETF. The ticker is I, X is an X-ray, U, S is in Sam, I-X-U-S. And this one has a uh, expense ratio of 0 0.07. Like I said, a lot of the Vanguard competitors have brought their fees down. So that's pretty cheap, 0 0.07. Year to date, though, this one is down 15.8%. So international getting hit pretty well. 
it does have 4,312 holdings in it. So this is basically the entire international market, it sounds like, outside of the, U- the U.S. is what I would think it would, it would be with that many holdings. Uh, some of the biggest holdings, Taiwan Semi, Nestle, Tencent, Samsung, LVMH, Shell, Roche, Novartis, those were on the the list of the 10 at the top, but Taiwan Semi was at number one. It was like 1.5%. So they're all kind of fairly distributed, you know, under 1% and less um, as you go down. So, but these are some of the biggest companies in the world that I just listed off. So that's why they're maybe weighted just slightly more, it seems like. But uh, yield on this one is a little bit better, 2.7%, because a lot of these bigger international companies do pay the dividend. So 2.7, that's pretty nice. But five-year return on this international core fund is just 2.7%. So basically, the yield is equal to the five-year um, return there. So it's been a tough one for international investments. But don't forget that five-year period does cover the pandemic, which hammered many international companies in 2020 and even in 2021 and continues here in 2022, especially with the Chinese companies like Tencent. So keep that in mind when you're thinking about international investing. PE on this one is 12.5, so it is fairly cheap. Um, I didn't write down the PE on the S&P 500, but that it is higher on S&P 500 right now, even with the decline for the year. So that's an international fund that's in uh, these ETF portfolios and that they put in a bucket, they put a bunch of these in, and so they'll have like aggressive uh, you know, kind of moderate, then they have conservative, then they have like moderately conservative. And they do include bond funds and treasury funds in the various different portfolios as well. It's not all stocks. Um, although I didn't see the more aggressive fund, that one may be all, all stocks. But the moderate conservative and the conservative included some of those bonds and treasuries. Um, Okay, so that's the international fund. They did have a small cap, of course, and it was just the iShares S&P small cap ETF. It's ticker IJR, and that has an expense ratio of 0.06%. Year to date, it's down 10.3%. And five year, it's up 7.2% annualized. So not as good, we know this, for the small caps as the large caps as the S&P 500 over the five-year period. It's been underperforming, but some of us think the small caps could be back in favor soon, if not, you know, already possibly. So um, even though small caps, again, down for the year as well, 10.3%. It holds 679 stocks in this fund, so it's pretty big. Yielding 1.4%, so you do get a dividend, PE of 13.6. So still pretty cheap on the small caps as well. And that's IJ as in John, R as in Robert is the ticker there, IJR. And then they have the iShares S&P mid-cap ETF, and that one is IJH. So small caps is R, IJH is mid-caps. Expense ratio of 0.05, so similar to all these. Year-to-date, down 10.5, very close to the small caps. 
Five-year return is 6.97%, so almost 7% for the five-year. So just a little bit below small caps, which I'm kind of surprised about because I thought the small caps were performing worse than anybody else over the last couple of years. But mid-caps, not that great either. This one has 405 holdings in it, and the PE is a little more elevated at 14.6 times. Yielding 1.6%. So a little higher than the small caps, which was 1.4. So this is just, these are just the basics. They're not the small cap value. They're not the small cap growth. They're just the small caps. And this is just the mid caps. So that's four of the funds that uh, the ETFs that are in their portfolio choices that they create for you. So this is a basket of them. You can't go in and just say, I want all of the S&P 500 and nothing else. You are going to get the basket, but that's good. You want diversity because who knows what will outperform next. We had a great run in these large cap stocks, but that may be over now or maybe not. We don't know. So I really recommend everybody stays diversified. You can do that through Acorn's uh, way they do it with this basket and how they create the portfolios for you. But you can also do it at home with your own investing account. So you don't have to have one of these that has the basket, but that makes it easier, right? Because then you don't have to go figure it out. All these funds are just in in there. They've chosen them. They have low expense ratios. I'm sure that's why they chose them too. And then they're just in there in the basket. You choose the type of investing you like to do. If you're very conservative, you can buy the conservative basket. If you want to be more aggressive, you can buy that aggressive basket. But otherwise, it's all easy, done. And the money, when it comes in, just goes right in there. So that's all easy. But if you're at home and you want to create your own, nothing's stopping you from buying all of these ETFs on the basic trading platforms like E-Trade, uh, Fidelity, you know, TD Ameritrade, any of them, they'll have these because these are big, big companies that are on all these platforms. And um, you might want to also think about including the techie growth side of things with the NASDAQ. The most common one is just the triple Qs, Invesco's triple Qs, but it is trading over $300. So if you're doing these small amounts, you may not like that as much. It's not as fun. You can't buy as many shares or you feel pressured like, no, I can only buy one share a month or something. So there is the minis that launched in 2020, Invesco QQQM as in Mary. That's the ticker. It's the same fund, but it's uh, lower priced. So it's $130 a share right now instead of over $300 a share. So that might be easier for those of us who are like smaller term investors to do this mini one because then I can buy, you know, two shares a month or three shares and it just is better like for my psychology (laughs) to do it, right? Even though it's holding the same things. So what does the mini hold? It has 104 holdings. It does track the NASDAQ. Its fees are more elevated because it's a more niche fund. It has a little more management, so they charge us more to get it. And it's 0.15%. And fees do matter. So you want to keep it as low as you can. But since I do want the triple Q fund, I'm kind of beholden to pay it, right? So it's 0.15%. 
Um, average market cap in the triple Qs is $770 million. And year-to-date, uh, these shares uh, for this fund are down 20.3% right now as of August 2022. Over the last year, they're down 12.9%, so 52-week decline is 129 Five-year annualized return, 18.2%. So we know that growth, um, especially technology, which is heavy in the triple Qs and on the NASDAQ, has been outperforming. So it's not surprising to see it has the best performance of the 18.2%. And I know just from my own psychology, many of us, if we're thinking about adding a new fund or you know one of these investments, we'll go look at the uh, performance page. We'll see, oh, the triple Qs or triple QM as this one is. Oh, it's up 18.2% over five years. That's the one I want. Why would I buy the iShares small cap or the iShares mid cap at 6.97%? This is triple that amount. It's done that much better. Well, like I said, eventually uh, everything kind of reverts back to the mean, right? And what outperformed the last five years may not outperform the next five years. So you do want diversity in your portfolio, and that's why the basket is good. And to own several of the major indexes or several of the major kind of more niche ETFs like the um, Big Pharma one, or there are some other more specialty niche ones. You know, there's ones like just the IPOs, all of that. It's fine to own many of these niche ones. I happen to like many of them, but you should own a basket of them so that you are more diverse in your portfolio. Okay, so that this uh, was four of the uh, ETFs that are in Acorns plus a bonus one if you're investing outside of Acorn. That's just the triple Q with the M or the triple Qs, whichever one you want to buy. Uh, but back to my story of the friend at the barbecue, right? So we're talking about Acorns, and this is after I figured out he meant this Acorns when I couldn't think in my mind, like, what is he talking about? Acorns? What's that? Oh, yes, the investing app. Um, and so I asked him, how long have you been doing it now? Because this is the first I've ever heard him talk about it. And I see him pretty often. So um, he said he's been doing it for four years. So then, of course, I had to ask, well, how much is in there now? And he did say, that um, he is in one of the more aggressive of the baskets. So he's not in the one with all the bonds funds and all that. Um, and so uh, he did say after doing it for the four years, he now has, drum roll, $18,000 in there. Now he does do the roundup, I believe, but he also does the automatic investing where you can do, you know, $5 a day or whatever. And he did say he was doing it a little more aggressively. So he wasn't just doing like, you know, $20 a month, like $5 every week. He was doing more than that. And he also said that he had, um, you know, he did put it in that more aggressive of the baskets. And as we just saw, you know, even the triple Qs is up 18.2% over the last five years. He's been in it four years. So even with this year's downturn in the market, 
it's been growing pretty aggressively in there during the pandemic years and the rebound we've had in the stock market. So that being said, he said his girlfriend also now is doing it and she's doing a little less than what he's doing, but she still has $4,000 in it now. So that's like winning like a scratch off lottery. You know, the ones where you, the lower amount ones, you scratch it off, you win like $5,000 or $10,000 in those scratch off lotteries. That's a lot of fun. Um, I wish it had happened to me, but it didn't. But acorns can happen to me or you. Like this is a slower way. It's not going to happen all at once, obviously. But these small investments you know, just rounding up your spare change, doing $5 every day or, you know, every week or even more, um, doing $150 a month, for instance, or $200 a month. That adds up when you're putting it into investments and your dollar cost averaging on sell-offs and it might be paying you these dividend yields back in there and that's compounding. And we have this nice, a bull market and that's compounding. And then suddenly, oh, there you go. You have a nice little savings there. So again, no doubt the market rally has helped his account. But this is just another indication. You don't have to get fancy. You can put it in these basic indexes and um, these basic investments. The bond funds are also the basic bond funds. You can go on Acorns and see what they are. And these small investments can pay off big. We just think it doesn't. We want instant gratification. That's why we play the lottery, right? Um, I get it. I'm with you. But if you just kind of stick with it and you don't notice that $5 going out of your account or the rounding up on your gas or your Starbucks, you know, to the nearest dollar, those little things add up big and it's going into investments so you don't really even have to think about it. It's just automatically doing it. And remember on Acorns, um, it's $3 a month for the personal account, $5 a month for the family account. So that's pretty low cost as well. Um, as always, you want to make sure you're doing enough of it so that you know you're, that's worthwhile <laughs> to pay the fees because it is still fees, but uh, they're making it really easy for you to compound and set up this nice little investment account with uh, almost no money down. I think they said you just need like $5 or something to open it up. And then you can start your uh, savings and you know some stock investing this easy passive way. And in case you're wondering, no, I'm not getting any kind of sponsorship from Acorns for this. Um, like I said, I haven't thought of Acorns in quite a number of years, but it's still out there and people are still using it as my friend can attest and they love it. So again, if you're thinking, I don't have these big amounts of money, I can't go out and buy a $900, you know, share of Tesla. I just, I can't save that much money and uh, it's just too hard. Then these other ways are ways you can be investing for your future. Um, no matter what type of investor you are, conservative, moderate, aggressive, whatever it is, then this is a way to take these small amounts and make something of it. So that's my uh, advice for this week's show. And I'm even going to 
maybe think about opening up my own Acorns account after seeing what they offer over there and how easy it is. And I like the idea of these little bit amounts, you know, kind of just squirreling it off as the whole point of the Acorns name is you're squirreling it off for the winter or whatever else you're saving and investing for, for that vacation, for that retirement. Oh, I didn't even mention that. They do have retirement plans on here. Maybe I mentioned that earlier. Acorns later. Yes, I did mention it. The IRAs, the Roth IRAs, the SEP IRAs. That is a great feature because a lot of people think it's very complicated to set up in a separate, you know, on the side IRA, but it's not through an app like this. So Definitely check into that. Uh, you can dollar cost average into that as well. But I encourage you to check it out um, through the App Store. Go to acorns.com and think about the little amounts um, because that is an, an easy way. And if you don't want Acorn, you already have an investing account. Uh, think about just using these just general ETFs as like a base, a core. That's why they call it core core holdings in your portfolio. Let me repeat the tickers we talked about. They're all ETFs. So there was just the Vanguard S&P 500. It's the basic kind of like the golden one. V is in Victor. OO is the ticker. I own that one in my own personal portfolio. We had the small caps. That was IJR. We had the mid caps, IJH. We had the international one, IXUS. And we had the triple Qs, the Invesco, it's just triple Q, QQQ, or if you want the cheaper one, it is the same thing, but the shares trade at the lower amount, it's QQQM as in Mary or mini is what they call it. The Invesco QQQ mini is QQQM. As always, I try to bring you as much investing information as I can. Sometimes we, most times we cover stocks, but this time we covered some ETFs. But um, as always, everything is relevant these days and we're talking about it all. So be sure to subscribe somewhere to get the podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts, we're on SoundCloud. You can get us on Amazon Music, Spotify, basically anywhere you can get podcasts, you can find us. But be sure to do so, and I'll see you again next week with some more stocks or maybe some more ETFs. This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.